Hello, good evening. Did you miss us? No? Oh, well, that's not very nice, is it? Uh, my name is Chris, and uh, this is French Football Weekly, the podcast. We are back um, after our extended uh, winter slash Christmas slash New Year's break. Um, we all need time just to, um, you know, to, to chill out and just take stock of things. Um, so we've, we've had a little bit of time off, but we are now back in harness. And um, we've got, at the moment, we've got three guests this evening, may even end up being four. We're spoiling you, listeners. Uh, so, from left to right, uh, first of all, it's uh, it's good evening to Phil. How are you doing, Phil? Hello. Very well, thank you. Splendid. And uh, also returning after uh, an absence, um, as he's, he's just been loving life as a Ren fan, haven't you, Rich? How are we doing? <laughs> I'm very good, thank you very much. Good, good. You, re- you recovered from the nine-goal thriller last night, then, there. Just about. Just, just, just about. about. Heart, heart's back to a normal pace now. Good, good stuff. Uh, more on that shortly. Um, and uh, probably the first time you would have heard this voice, although hopefully it's not the first time you've encountered this gentleman. It's uh, Mr. John Mayland. Um, good evening to John. Thank you for joining us. Hello there, gang. That's a, that's, that's a lovely accent there, John. Which, which part of Scotland are you from? We're all, um, we're all I'm, from I'm from Kikori, which is famous for Adam Smith, Wraith Rovers and Gordon Brown. But don't hold ah. any of them against me. <laughs> Good old Wraith Rovers, you're going to love them. Or, or, or Ray, what is it Jeff Stalin calls them? Ravers, yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Um, right, well, thank you very much for joining us, John. And it is with you we're going to start because we've, mm-hmm. um, we've, we've wheeled you in for a, for a purpose. And uh, that purpose, not only to chat French football with us, but uh, your specialist subject, which is the Coupe de France, which has been active, shall we say, in the last couple of, um, couple of days. Uh, and indeed weeks so um, i'm literally going to let you go for gold here um, and just pick <laughs> out a few choice results and um, we have got games going on as we speak so we'll try and keep you abreast of those when they uh, come to a conclusion um but yeah how have you how have you sort of overviewed the, the, the tournament so far this year john what sort of teams have stood out for you well i i began with next to no knowledge whatsoever having been to one game before um, five years ago when we were in France for a short period, but now we're here for the duration, however long that is, whether I go to extra time or not. Um, and I didn't really know its its history, its background or its size, which was something that stunned me in that thousands of teams kick off um, while the summer is still there and people only really become aware of it around about this time of year at the sharp end of things there. Um, so I toddled along to see my village team lose, unfortunately. Um, and then I went to see Limoges, who managed to field 10 players in total, lose. But that's another story which I've gone on about and still am seeking medical help and psychological help regarding. Um, and then I started picking games nearby and I've been quite lucky in that because Angoulême had a bit of a run um, losing most recently to Strasbourg who were very very good I have to say Um, and I have loved the fact we've got teams from around the world um, coming along having a crack at some decent ones and frankly of, of the teams that we all like there's only one of us who actually are interested in the cup. The rest of us are going, well, we're concentrating on the league or we're concentrating on something else. Oh, is that an eagle flying past the window and desperately trying to change the subject? So I've really very much enjoyed the whole thing um, so far. Um, I have gone on at length about things there, which people can feign interest in online on the website, which is very decent of them if they do. But as I say, we've had some big scalps go out. And at the moment, 
Well, I mentioned the Lille score as we speak. This is live, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Lille went one up through Remy, who's scoring every round, but he'd better do it again because Epinal are now two one up on them. Um, and it's those sort of things that have really excited me. Um, being a, a Scottish fan, I've watched Celtic win things for years. On merit, but that's because there's nobody else. So cup competitions that can be won by other people, for example, Ren, um, the League Cup last year, it's really pretty novel for me because it's always which Glasgow monolith will win and tr hopefully not humiliate the other half of the, the other team who turn up hoping to make some money. So it's really, it's been I've, I've loved it, frankly. I would say more, but there may be a child listening. Um, and it's, it's given me the opportunity to potter about and see some little games and some big games. And despite going to games home and away over 30 years in Scotland, I'd never seen four bore on the road that I had to avoid on the way back from a game before, which happened on the way back from the, the Strasbourg game. And they're pretty chunky things. Oh, yeah, um, we, I like them in a sausage, but I don't want to hit them in a car. I really don't. <laughs> Yeah, they've they've hit the centre of town in Montpellier a couple of times, kind of they, wow. at tram stops, which makes you a bit concerned <laughs> about what happens if they work out how to open the doors. Well, yes, so, and and yeah. have they got a ticket? And would you argue with them because they're they quite a beast, aren't they? Even the tram guys wouldn't. Um, yeah, but yeah, in the Coupe de France, um, we've had we're in the middle of the third post Christmas round, the weekend, mm -hmm. the, the last sixteen, and. Um, we have seen some Ligue 1 teams get uh, bounced out by lower team opposition, which well, is the fun stuff. Indeed, and the thing that staggered me was that there weren't any League 2 teams left. No, it's, can you imagine through. the FA Cup yeah. with no championship sides in it? That would be absolutely stupendous. It's, it's and, great. The last 16 is 12 Ligue 1 teams and mm -hmm. one from third tier, two from the fourth tier and one from the fifth tier. And it's so, fantastic, you know, and then people go, oh, isn't it exciting that Accrington Stanley have made it to the fifth round and then pff, that's it. And it's it's the same old, same old that we're used to in the UK. And like I say, I'm sorry. I know you know who I'm apologising to. But last night, N2 Belfort beat Montpellier on penalties. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. and, you know, I'm not a betting man. Um, because I can think of other ways to waste my money, like going to Angoulême matches and avoiding bores on the way home. Um, but there's some... I wouldn't want to bet on French Cup football because it's no. ridiculous in a brilliant, brilliant way. And yeah. um, they actually set the thing up, obviously, to kind of try to support that. You'll notice all the national teams are playing at home. That's because mm -hmm. there are rules about inverting yes. the fixtures when there is mm -hmm. a big enough gulf. So... And the, because there are no replays, that means you get the gate. This is the only match. You're not playing for nil-nil to try to no, get a replay. No. And it's something that is, I think, a very special part of the Cup and something which has been discussed in relation to, for example, the FA Cup. Um, but what we've well, seen in, so far... Well, in Scotland, yeah. from a Scottish perspective, if you get Glas uh, either of the Glasgow corporate entities mm -hmm. the first thing the chairman of the we team does is rings the chairman of rangers or Celtic and says can we switch it to yours That's because true. they know they're going out and they just want to try and milk it for as much money as they can and if you get sixty thousand turn up not that the sixty thousand ever turn up because it's going to be a walkover mm -hmm. so you end up getting 18 or twenty thousand, and you've thrown away any chance of home advantage for a little bit of money and you know 
saying to saying to fans as I did when I was back in Jockoland, um, between the rain rain squalls, um, about that, and they look at you blankly, going, "Oh, that'd be good." You know, and yeah. it's just a very sensible way of letting it letting and it they be. They tend a to contest. sell out. I mean, oh, absolutely. The Angle yeah. game. You said you managed to get a ticket, but yeah. it sold yeah. out by the time the the match kicked off because you were there. Absolutely, early. yes, I was there early and slightly paranoid, going, "This could be a very dull and very short report." I went, <laughs> I, w- I got, I went, I went home I again. In a cafe. Yes, and I went home again. I didn't even see any ball because they wouldn't have been on the road at that time when I was toddling back somewhat grumpily. So, but yeah, it's fantastic. And some some games have been switched to bigger grounds. Mm. Um, they which, they do and, that sometimes because mm. they're not. Um, they're not feasible. They might not even have the TV stands, but they yeah. tend to still use. I, th- I think. I think PSG now are playing a, a pose ground, though. Yeah. Again. And uh, I think you, know, like one there, so. you you get um, in the first post Christmas round, um, Montpellier played Reims Saint Anne, mm-hmm. and Big Brothers Reims um, gave Reims Saint Anne, who are a regional team, which is a sixth tier side, mm-hmm. gave their stadium, gave their training ground gave them the stats they had on Montpellier, which I'm guessing is mostly anti-law, is mostly offside. Um, <laughs> so there are those moves, but it's not a move to the bigger opposition. It's a move to somewhere else that no, everybody exactly. can get to, mm-hmm. which, is, yeah. which is brilliant. So what we've and seen and, and, so and far... From, sorry, if the, I can the, just... The, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go over the cup sets. We've of had course. the uh, Ligue 1 teams knocked out the first round after Christmas... Toulouse lost to Saint-Prouvé-Saint-Hilaire, fourth-tier mm-hmm. team, which Brest will be very pleased about because they lost to Lorient, Chris's Lorient, uh, mm-hmm. from Ligue 2. Mm-hmm. And then in the Césiems, uh, we had Pau knocking out Bordeaux 3-2 after extra time, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. They're now playing PSG at the moment. And then... In the uh, round of 16, yes, as John mentioned, Belfort beat Montpellier on penalties. Montpellier had a kind of, uh, their first cup game was against Ransom-Anne, where they won 1-0 against a district team with a goal from Mm. a central defender, which is not a great look. Then hammered uh, 5-0 and then... Managed to get the defence working again last night and significantly didn't manage to get anything else working. So, so they did having, have to keep a sent off in the night. They had so really sent sure off in the 90th yeah. minute. Yeah. So yeah. Dimitri Berto, Berno was the guy who took uh, extra time and penalties. But um, uh, there was a miss for Belfort, but there were two misses um, for uh, Montpellier and it was... 21-year-old Maxime Loisho, who mm. uh, put the winning penalty away to put them into the next round. So After far... Eddie Ellinger had saved the preceding one there. Yeah, Latalics was... So there's joy, there's laughter, there's, you know, dancing around and everything, and they're just... They beat Nancy from Ligue 2 in the last round, so they're going to feel like they just can't be touched and... Let's go for it. And so we're waiting to find out if uh, Epinal managed to hang on to this lead against Lille. Um, and yes, it's all been cracking fun. And hopefully mm. at some point, you guys in the UK are actually going to 
be able to watch some of this on TV. Well, this this is this is the hope. I mean, obviously, that, that probably will largely depend on on BT Sport. But um, just while we are, we, we will stick with, with the competition just for a minute. I wanted to bring two of the other guys in um, on this one as well. And yes, I said two because there's another person who has snuck into the mist. Um, he will be with us shortly. Um, but Rich, I'll just come to you first of all. Your side, we mentioned in the intro, um, Ren sort of pulling off a, a 5-4 victory over Angers after extra time last night. Uh, Jelen with the, the, the sort of the winning goal that proved to be in the end after Angers put up a hell of a fight coming back several times. Mm. Um, my kind of question to you, Rich, is, is, is what's the... Well, how do you sort of how do you feel about the competition? Um, and we we talk about like, the FA Cup in in England, and we talk about the domestic trophies in like, Spain. It's not a particularly big trophy over there. How does it compare to like a fan of a of a team that is is in Liga in terms of cup competitions for you? Well, speaking as a fan of a team in Liga and that had infamously not won anything for decades, the the momentum and the, and the joy that the final. Uh, the win, sorry, last season bought was unlike has really ever been seen before. Certainly in many fans' lifetimes. So, as far as as you know, the, the the sort of big boys not taking it perhaps as seriously and all this, that, and the other. It's the same with with domestic com- competitions around the world. The smaller, well, not smaller, but the the teams who aren't quite hitting the the, the top consistently, it means everything to them. Um, you know, and especially in France, you know, it's it's that gateway to Europe as well. Um, and it's nice to see that there are clubs that still do take it um, seriously. You know, the team that Ren put out last night was a strong team. I think we were discussing pre-pod, the, the, the team that Lille have put out tonight, although not winning, is, is a strong team. Um, that these teams take it seriously. Um League Cup maybe less so, but we don't have to worry about that next season going forward. Um, but speaking as a as a fan of Ren, you know it's it's great, and the reaction on Twitter, for example, with the game last night, the, it, it was it was almost it almost felt like it was a was a was a final game. It was up and down, up and down. Um, Particularly so, as I think all three of the early games went to extra time. As well as you, and as well as Belfort Montpellier, um, Limonest, who are for, are the with the lowest team, the fifth mm. tier team in the division, um, pushed Dijon to extra time, and it was a hundred and twenty first minute mm. goal from Dijon that oh, actually sorry. won it, which was kind of gutting from one sense, but I mean they pushed it all the way, so that was chaos. I mean. Basically, nobody was watching Monaco since at the end until all of the other stuff had been sorted out. And then I think we all needed to sit down and a cup of tea. So it's, it's also, um, this is um, actually, I'll just stick with you just for a second, Rich, before I, before I bring Jez in. Um, the other thing as well, obviously, what happened with, with yourselves last season um, with, the, with a, you know, a cup in the cabinet, as it were, these, these sort of competitions are not to be sniffed at, are they, Rich? I mean, it, you know, if you talk to, to fans of any team that has won a domestic cup, I know that it's it's sort of underplayed, but it's a big thing. You look at what Aston Villa did last night, for example. Mm. You know, you, you wouldn't mm. take that away from from them and from their supporters, and and you know they might even end up being relegated this season. But that's not what they're going to remember if they get to well, they have got to Wembley and, and win that trophy. So it's the same for French clubs, is it, is it not, Rich? From your point of view, it is. I mean, I'll carry on using using Ren as as my example here, but. 
it was such a hoodoo over Wren and, and their failure to win, you know, three loss finals within the last uh, previous 12 years or so. Uh, and nothing in the cabinet since the, since the very early 70s. There was this sort of, are they a jinx club? They are flattering to deceive time on time again. They, they've got everything except the ability to get the results when it really matters. So to have finally done that, um, you know, get that cup and everything that comes with that, they've been able to carry that through to this season. You know, they, they started off really strongly. The momentum was carried through. Yes, there was a blip, um, sort of October, end of September, October, early November. But things seem to have now settled again. Form has returned. They're now third in the table. So it's for those clubs that are perhaps just off, just off the pace, a win in this kind of tournament has that ability to, to inject a bit more life. That, that, perhaps that sort of missing part to the to the team. You know, you look at a team perhaps like Bordeaux, you look at a team perhaps like Saint-Étienne, who have been up there but have yet to sort of really take that next step. Maybe, you know, this this is exactly the kind of thing that teams need because certainly it's, it's working for Rennes as we sit here now. I mean, it could all come crashing down, of course, in the second half of the season. But as we sit here end of January... They've got third. There's a bit of a gap. There's momentum there. There's the young coach that's gained the experience, has got all of the plaudits for, for what he has done for the team. There's players there that have all eyes on them. It's, it's sending the club in the right direction at a far faster rate than, than we had before. Because if we'd have lost that final, you know, we're then talking four, um, four finals with, with failure you know, it, it's the never-ending story. To have finally broken that, got that, it's, it's that momentum, I think, that it carries through. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, um, and I think when we put the shoe on slightly other foot in terms of this season's competition, um, I will now bring in Mr Jeremy Smith. Good evening, Jazz. Thanks for um, thanks for joining us, as always. Um, okay. how, how have you sort of deemed this season? Because you're, as most people will know, you're a Mets fan, went out to, to uh, is it Rouen, I believe it's pronounced for Rouen. Rouen. Rouen, there you go, see, you're far more cultured than I. Um, a 3-0 defeat, um, sort of way back in the, what would be the round of 32. Is it, from your perspective, is it more about priority is survival in, in Liga rather than a cup run? Or at the same time, and obviously everyone's disappointed when their team loses, but how did you kind of view that fixture going in and then the subsequent result? from your, your team's perspective? Um, I mean, it was definitely not, <coughs> before the match, it certainly wasn't a case of, you know, we'll throw this match and then we'll focus on, on staying up. Um, it was always going to be a tricky tie, um, but certainly Mess were hoping for a decent cup run. Um, I'm not, I don't think anyone was particularly shocked that Mets lost, but to lose and be absolutely humiliated 3-0 was pathetic. And mm. in in a sense, though, I mean, we'll see, but they've, they've had two wins in a row since then. It's their first first time this season they've won two in a row. So um, it might be that, that that humiliation, ironically, in a way, could sort of be the kickstart to the season because it gave everyone... Um, you know, a real wake-up call and, and um, things have, have got a little bit more together since then. But certainly in general, um, just as Rich, as Rich said, I think Coupe de France probably was 
not as big in France as the FA Cup has always been been seen as here. Although that's also because you know, same with the Premier League and Ligue 1, that um, French fans don't have their heads stuck as far up their arses as the English. So there's there's less sort of self promotion. But I think the FA Cup has fallen um, sort of several levels in terms of prestige because of the way it's treated by the big clubs, whereas the, the Coupe de France has more or less kept the same level. Um, a lot of it is for the reasons that, that have just been discussed, you know, the smaller teams playing, getting to play at home if there's a two-division difference. Um, I think they still maybe have the, the tradition of like numbers 1 to one to 11. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that, those, those little touches, which I think... Um, do help and yeah as Rich said it's it's uh, for the teams that aren't going to win the league obviously the cup competitions are the only chance you know with a, a good wind and a, a good draw or whatever of of that little bit of glory and um, sort of just taking Mess as an example and, and their two cup wins in, in the 80s um, <clears throat> the first one in 84 um, genuinely it, it affected the whole region like the 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 region that the mess is in was was in serious trouble at the time, financial trouble, um, with sort of mines closing and really high unemployment, and it um, it really was a kind of fillip for the for the whole region. The fact that they got to the final and, and they beat Monaco, um, and and it was kind of not not necessarily the making of the team, and they did come close, but were completely robbed in I think the thirties in the final against Marseille. Um, but it was their first cup win and it, it did put the, the club on the map. And obviously also it gave them a rare opportunity to be in Europe. And the following season, they had that amazing 4-1 win at the New Camp. And then in, in 88, I think it was the second match that I ever went to, happened to be the, the Coupe de France semi-final um, at the Saint-Symphorien. And sort of um, 30 odd years later, and sort of, ugh, I don't know, hundreds maybe of matches since no match I've ever been to anywhere, club matches, international matches, England, France have touched the atmosphere in that match for for atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's still obviously that's a while ago, but I think it's still an, an important thing. And, and like I said, maybe the starting point wasn't as important as as the FA Cup, but I think definitely it's it's maintained the prestige where whereas the FA Cup hasn't. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very, very well well put and, and good points made. John, I'll, I'll just come back to you before we mm-hmm. move on to uh, a bit of sort of Liga, which we're going to talk about from the weekend as well. Um, what do you sort of see the future of, of this, this cup competition? Because as, as we've alluded to previously, the, the, the Coupe de la Ligue is, is going to be no more as of next year. Um, whether that stays forever or, you know, for a couple of years remains to be seen, I suspect, if there's certain... Uh, sponsorship was found that would suddenly change all over again but we shall see but where does this um what what does that if any does that have any impact on this tournament and the prestige of it and do you see that teams might take it a bit more seriously from next season onwards Um, i think i think that for the vast majority of the five thousand plus teams who are in it um not many of them don't take it seriously there and i think um that the the removal of one of the two other routes to try and get somewhere will be good for um, sparking up the interest of the of the big clubs fans, and also the media will. Well, they've got one less cup to talk about, so you would hope that they would give 
give the the coop more coverage that way there as well to try and fill that void, especially as they seem to run concurrently in many respects there as well. They can get away with that. But it's it the thing about it is we all love the romance of the cup and we think about a a, a League Two side doing well in FA Cup and isn't that exotic that Macclesfield get to get beat by Arsenal or whatever. But we had an eighth tier team beat Oxair. Mm. You know, we had, there was a guy called Hassan Mbarki and uh, the other guy was a defender who scored the winner, uh, Kelly Benichu. Forgive me if I got the, said their names wrong, but they will be able to get a free coffee in Homber Ho <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of their lives. And that will be the biggest game that so many of those guys who went along, a few hundred, maybe a thousand or two, because Oxy is a big draw still. That'll be the game that they talk about. Like Rich was just talking about the big game that he was at there, like the the cup game there. In 25, 30 years' time, that will be the game because they're eighth tier, Mm. you know, and it is properly ridiculous. And like having having seen, because I know locally some of the faces. Mm-hmm. Epinal have beaten. They have won, yes. Goodness. They are yeah. fourth what? tier Epinal with yeah. a brace from Crasso. In that seven minutes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like um, the the guy who scored for Belfort, the first goal for Belfort in the preceding game, mm. looked surprised that he'd scored. <laughs> it was like it was like Dimeria when he scored for Argentina against France. He looked. He turned away, looking surprised in the world. That oh goodness, how did I manage that? But that guy will he will remember that till his dying day. And the other people who were crammed in that little ground will remember that till their dying day. Mm-hmm. It's not about the fourth title win or the third cup or the first cup in ten years. It's we beat Oxair, we beat whoever. And you know in. In such a in communities like the one I live in, and you know, in small towns and places which are dominated by rugby or other sports, you know, getting to getting to a couple of rounds ago is a big thing for so many people. And that's mm. watching the YouTube videos of just some of the goals. It's little grounds, and everybody in them is going mental. And that's fantastic. That's what football is all about. It's not about boot deals and advertising phones or shampoos or whatever. It's about that sort of thing. That's really what you think of and makes you smile when you're tr- waiting for a bus or you're trudging into work or whatever. It's remembering those moments. That is what it's all yeah. about, isn't it? I think when, when I was writing um, some of the previews for this round, I kind of just assumed that Pau hadn't got this far before, but they have mm. three mm. times. And each time they cause significant trouble to a, a, to a first-tier team. You know, penalties, extra time, including against PSG in the past, in, I think, uh, 97, 98. So a lot of, um, the, as we say, the minnows who come into the cup when you look at their website and their our history in the cup, it's like, well, we've made it to this stage and this stage and this stage, mm-hmm. and they just want to go up from there. But we're not talking about the pre-Christmas rounds. They're saying, yeah, we took this team, this, you know, Saint-Étienne to penalties, mm-hmm. and we want to do better than that. And I think it really does, as John says, kind of bring communities together. And... And the whole, the kind of unpredictability of the whole thing means 
you should never bet on the Coupe de France, mm, I think, absolutely. unless you are putting on emotional hedges, as I often do. Yeah. Um, it's like Granville got beat by Marseille, but they'd made, they'd made the it, it, yeah. latter stages the year before as well. Um, you we've, know. Been, we've been making um, open all hours jokes for mm-hmm. years on this <laughs> website. Jeremy, I'm looking at you. Um, because... Some of these teams, when we look at the Coupe de France, you see the same weird names every year, and then mm-hmm. the third or fourth tier, and they keep doing it because they, once you've done it once, you think right, nothing's stopping us. Mm-hmm. Why not do it belief. again? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now Epinal have got. I'm presuming as far as they've ever got before, but who knows, frankly, uh, if Kavir can get to the final. Um, so, yeah, that will be, it will be a very interesting next round where we will still have some minnows in it. And um, and if they're drawn against each other. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like Lemonest were playing another I, N3 team, and that was the game with the most riding on it. Yeah, that was the game to be thinking, at in do, the last round. Do they round. want that or do they want the big game? You know, but I'm pretty sure the stage you're getting to now, yeah, they want a chance to get as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly play Dijon because they can bore yes. their children, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren with tales of it. Yeah, I think fun I think um, and that that's good stuff. I think we've really sort of delved in, and it is really good to see, and and I think. The way you're going to look at these 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 cup games for the big teams as well is, uh, as Jurgen Klopp has displayed, that you know if you just don't give a shit, just don't turn up, don't bother doing your job, don't manage, and just don't send a team, and it will be fine. So you know if all else fails, just don't bother. But no, in all seriousness, I think it's uh, it's really good to keep the cup competitions alive, and as John sort of touched on there, it, it really gives the the opportunity for lesser or smaller quote unquote clubs to have their day in the sun. And if that's what they're remembered for, for years to come, that's what is, that's what it's all about. So all power to them. Um, However, we must, uh, we must move on in the interest of time to looking back at the weekend's action in Liga <coughs> and uh, having a look forward at the, the next games that are upcoming as well. Um, I am aware we have had another round since we've been off, but again, in the interest of time, we're just going to go into the weekend's action, otherwise we would be here forever. Um, so we, we shall talk about the weekend's action. Um, Jez, I'm going to come to you rather than individual games. I'm just going to pick out certain things that, that I picked out from the weekend really and, and notice from the weekend I want to give you um, a little little chance to talk about Toulouse um, doomed at this stage they look like a side to me that have almost succumbed to the inevitable um, they were beaten by by Leon by three goals to nil it could have been 33 nil they just it just looks like a side that hasn't got anything left is, is there any can you give them any any scope for, for a chance even, or do you think they're doomed? Uh, I think it's, it's 11 straight defeats now, 12 in all competitions. I think they're only sort of one or two away from, from the record. And I think their next match possibly is away to Marseille. So yes. um, that's going to be a pretty tough, tough ask as well. Um, they're not, they're, there's always that playoff place, which kind of, Gives, gives them a second chance. They're sort of nine points off complete safety, but six points off um, off the playoff place. And and we've seen before, like with the likes of Khan, with the likes of Toulouse in the past, that 
you only need to kind of come up with a mini run uh, at, at the right time and and um you can sort of give your chance give yourself a chance of saving yourself and still on paper it's there there are still some talented players there it's just as we've said so many times before it just feels like a kind of quite a sick club obviously the managerial situation um a couple of changes Casanova leaving Comboare continuing his bad form from last year and um Zanko I mean, it's, it's obviously not his fault he's just um sort of inherited a mess um but that there, there wasn't you know there hasn't even been a managerial bounce for him um i think that they, they've tried something different this week to 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 sort of wake people up by bringing in a new goalkeeper but even that has sort of caused probably more problems than it's solved because baptiste rené who is the starting keeper usually and hasn't hit the heights of his his former uh, dijon for example but has still been you know a solid enough keeper for them um he's sort of taken offense at, at them bringing in um a competition for his starting place and he refused to even take his place on the bench um at the weekend so so that's another mess that they need to to sort of juggle with on top of just trying to eke out a win somewhere so it certainly doesn't look good but i wouldn't go so far as to say that they're doomed yet but um things need to change quickly yeah. and dramatically yeah, because I change and quick, um, definitely. Um, and speaking of speaking of change, uh, Rich, I want to ask you a little bit about Monaco, um, who uh, put um, Mr. Jardine back into his garden again uh, for the second time over the over the winter break. Um, change of coach, change of emphasis, change of ideas. Um, but they kind of reverted to tie at the weekend, um, beaten by uh, Strasbourg side, which have basically just turn the whole season around in, in the space of a couple of months. Um, Ajork on the, on the score sheet once again for them. He looks very useful, I have to say. He, he does. Yeah, very he really useful does. indeed. He's, he's prime fodder for a Newcastle to ruin in about six months, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, West Ham. Yeah, that's another one, yeah, and the Moyes. Um, what, what do you make of the, the change, Rich? Was, was it a surprise to you that Jardine went? That's probably a really stupid question because I know the answer. But, <laughs> and what, what do you make of, of the change? And, and sort of, have you seen a specific change under the new regime, the, the new style um, under, under Robert, 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 Robert Moreno, who was, of course, formerly the um, uh, support to Luis Enrique, I believe, when he was at... Uh, Spain under, under the Spanish national squad. So, what, what have you seen, if anything, from from this new look Monaco? Um, pretty much nothing. From <laughs> I mean, that that game away at, at PSG, I thought potentially gave us gave us some belief or signs that okay, this is this is the Monaco that can perform. You know, we know that there are several players within that team that have the quality to be far outshining the position that Monaco are in. Um, they took the game to PSG. They got a very creditable three-all draw. Probably, probably should and could have won it, um, but it's it's been revert to type ever since. Um, they had the reverse fixture fixture almost immediately. Blew that four-one at home. Three-one um, at home to Strasbourg. Went out uh, against Saint Etienne uh, last night. It, it's it's not looks a great deal of change. There is a lot of pressure uh, on on Ben Yedder being the man to get them out of any kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the good news for for Monaco in that first half of the season was that 
Ben Yedder and Slimani partnership. That's gone to pot now because Slimani's had enough and thinks he wants to have another crack at, at, um, at life in the Premier League again. It was not successful last time, if anyone... Ben Yedder that. was alone up top yesterday as well, wasn't he? He was by himself. Yeah, yeah, which, which at times, mm. at times he, he did that, um, I recall, at Toulouse, but he needs someone alongside him. He's not, he's not a target yeah. man. He operates best off, you know, his movement is probably his best attribute. His movement and finishing is two strongest attributes. He's not going to be able to do it alone. Um, you know, I, I don't see it changing this. They're going to be horribly, horribly up and down for the rest of the season, I'm sure of it. I don't think there's any fear of, uh, as, as we had at one point, there's no fear, I don't think, of relegation here. I think... Because there, there are there are significantly shitter teams down. <laughs> well, there are there are, but ultimately Monaco will, especially with Ben Yedder, will score goals. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, at the moment they've got thirty six, and you're looking at everybody below them is is massively down on that. It, it says it says a lot, though, doesn't it? That that basically Monaco are are relying on Ben Yedder or bust. I mean, that is mm. essentially the book you could write about Monaco. And yeah, I mean, if he if, if he gets he injured, I mean, does his ankle, then yeah. they they are screwed. Yeah, and and it was weird. I thought as well watching that PSG game, particularly the, the game at the, the Parc de France, they they've showed a real appetite, a real hunger, a real desire, and then literally a week later they rolled over. <laughs> it was just like, well, this mm. this is Monaco. Um, you know, in in a nutshell, um, and it, it just it is a bit of a strange a strange set of, um, of events. Um, and there is one of the club I just wanted to sort of focus on just before I run down the other results. Um, and Phil, I'll, I'll come to you on on this one. Um, mm. PS, PSG just for a change. Um, what do you make of the the renaissance of Neymar, if you will? Um, he he well, he's been brilliant, in fairness. Yeah, but the. Is he is, you know, one of the best players in the world. He is supposed to be kind of doing this. So when he has a dip, it's like that's the unusual thing. Mm. He seems to have got back to a level where he should be at. Uh, admittedly, when surrounded by the rest of the players who are at that level. Um, you know, PSG are often hosed for the, the title. Uh, the thing is going to be what happens in Europe. Yeah. Because we all knew they were going to win the title. They're 10 points clear after 21 games. Obviously, they're going to do it. They're probably going to win, again, two domestic cups. They're still in the Coupe de la Liga. I miss these results. Anyway. 2-0 tonight as well, so they're through. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they're through in the Coupe de France, but in the Coupe they're de in la the final. They're in the final against Lyon. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, domestic treble is their normal. <coughs> the, Expected, the, really. Yeah. The field they have to play in is Europe. Mm. And that's where the performances are key. That's where the judgments fall. And... You know, they've not got the easiest draw. So what are we going to see? What What is it, two, three weeks when it yeah. comes back it's in Europe? Two weeks tonight. They played Dortmund in the first leg. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's... 
it's going to be fun. Which leg is first, home or away? Yes, because <laughs> I yes, think we are. all know that that's important. Yeah, Dortmund have away got the. Oh, sorry. Actually, sorry. It is three weeks today. Sorry, it's the 18th. I'm looking at the second leg like a donut. It's Dortmund first on the 18th of February. Yes. So Dortmund at home, mm-hmm. um, followed by the return leg on the 11th of March. Well, frankly, don't worry. Everyone loves um, donuts. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only matches that are going to count this season mm. in assessing these players are the Champions League knockout mm. matches. And I think and, it could be fun. And, game, and you can say maybe that's unfair, but that's a situation they have played themselves into. Yeah. So. I'm, quite, I'm quite looking forward to it. I think it's got a, it's got the reek of goals, goals, goals. It really has. I mean, Dortmund are uh, fairly free-flowing. And, and of course, they are coached by a wily old fox who knows all about them in Lucien Favre. So you'd think there would be... And, of course, Tuchel knows quite a lot about Dortmund. So, I mean, he's quite, a, quite an interesting clash of styles there. Um, and... Personally, I don't know if anyone disagrees with this, but I don't think PSG will ever get a better opportunity of going all the way than this season. I, just, I really don't. Other than Liverpool, I, Barcelona don't impress me at all. Real Madrid are getting better, but that's like saying, you know, well, that they're better than they were, but they weren't very good previously this season. Um, Manchester City, I, I don't really buy the hype. I still think they can't defend. I just think there's a really good opportunity for, for the Brazilians to, it, to it, scoop it. Which puts them under even more pressure, arguably. That yeah. If this is their best ever chance, could this be their biggest ever choke? Is that what you were going to say, Rips, as well? Yeah, I was going to say, it, it rests on Neymar. I mean, obviously, the last two years, he's he's been out when it comes to the crunch in, in Europe. So, mm. as we sit here now, he's fit. He is uh, uh, possibly the best we have we've seen him in France. I, I will praise him for I will praise him for that. Yes, it's to a standard we should be expecting, but he's he's working hard. He's playing well. He's scoring some good goals. He's being he is being influential, which is all we all we would we would be wanting from him. Yeah. I have noticed that there is definitely, for me anyway, there's definitely been some edict passed down within PSG to really push the. The, the bromance between Neymar and Mbappe, that seems yeah. to have gone in thinking to, <laughs> to overdrive the last couple of months or so. But it, yeah, it, it really rests on Neymar. You know, we've, we've seen when it, when it really mattered that Mbappe can't, he can't do it alone. As good as Mbappe is, he can't do it alone. So Mbappe will play better when Neymar's in the team. Neymar will play better when Mbappe's in the team. So I think having both fit when it really matters is, without sounding too obvious, is the key thing for PSG. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The the thing is, if if, if they go missing, then having Angleti and Maria, who just kind of rocks up and wins games on his own, Mm. is is a pretty good plan B. Yeah, thoughts, Jess? Yeah, no, I think, um, I know there's no doubt that Neymar, and certainly in the form he's in at the moment, is going to help PSG. But I also, I do think there's other options. I think Icardi has had, I think he had 17 goals in his first 18 games or 18 goals in his first 17 games. He now hasn't scored for five. Mm. He's getting a lot of stick. But if you you look at the stats, he's barely getting any chances or touches in them because the Neymar and Mbappe bromance, I think, is actually getting a little bit out of hand. And I think it's affecting Di Maria's form as well. So, um, although, yeah obviously makes a huge difference for Neymar to be there. I think it was interesting that the form of those other two was a lot better when either Neymar or Mbappe um, were missing more games than they were playing. And 
Um, so uh, I think maybe it's a little bit like Ronaldo at Real Madrid. I know it's a controversial thing, but I still always think that <clears throat> however many goals he scored, his selfishness sort of um, meant that more chances were, were generally missed than, than he put away because he wouldn't pass half the time. I mm. think however many goals Neymar is involved in, um, I'm not sure. Sh- they could they could be scored in a different way if you've got Di Maria being allowed to play his free game and put crosses in for for Riccardi. So um, there's there's other options there, and so I think that <clears throat> certainly if Neymar stays fit, but also with Riccardi playing now with Di Maria at the at the height of his game, um, with better options in midfield, I think PSG are better equipped than they have been ever before. Anyway. The only the only concerns I think are a couple of injuries and finding the right balance in midfield, mm. because um, they really for me <clears throat> still the most important player in that team. And even though it's still not his first position, is Marquinhos because mm. I, I don't think um, certainly not Verratti and I don't think Gay either are um, capable of playing that sort of holding role against the very top opposition. Ligue 1 is fine, that's a different matter. But um, I still think they could be found out um, when it comes to knockout in the Champions League. Yeah, tests to come, essentially. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, John, I just want to bring you in here as well, just before I mm-hmm. run down the other results. Um, obviously, your sort of first, your taste sort of going into the cup competitions this year. Have you seen much of, of Ligue 1 this season and, and any sort of teams or performers that have stood out for you? Not really, no. Um we're we're setting things up a, a, a new live in France here, so we're operating on what we used to call uh, back in Scotland, Council uh, Tele, <laughs> which is none of your fancy stuff. Um, so, um, and a lot of the time when there might be a good game on, if there's a game I can go along to, I'll toddle along to that there. Um, I, I got out of the habit of watching games on TV in Scotland, and there was quite a lot of reason to do that frankly because it was only ever two sides that featured against somebody who were going to get pumped Um, so I I don't really have access yet though I'm looking forward to there's a free game on for those of us on this side of the water um, quite soon there in the cup Um, so I'll be watching that to see it's actually hang on I've I've gone blank on who it is that's such is a level of excitement Um, yes it's the (laughs) the OM Strasbourg game and keep keep an eye on the big guy up top because he's very useful, like I've said. Um, So my League One knowledge is minimal, though building, and it has been built up by listening to you guys on and off over the years there. So well done to you guys for helping heathens like me learn more. Um, But as I say, I can't really bring much to that party, but I can tell you how to get to an increasing number of odd grounds in the Hope VN. That's <laughs> if you want useful. that sort of expertise, I am your man. Oh, you believe me, there are Facebook groups where that kind of information is gold dust. <laughs> there's, a, there's a friend of mine who always responds to every picture I take of a ground, going, "Oh, that's brilliant!" <laughs> and there are anoraks like that around the world, and I'm one of them. I'm sorry, but I am. Oh, <laughs> and to be fair, everybody in the grounds is wearing the same anorak. Yeah. Apart from the Scottish all, guy who's in a T-shirt all, going, what a lovely evening. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's what I like to call the, uh, the Kieran Tierney effect. Whenever you see our public, uh, or published pictures of Arsenal training, they're all in snoods and gloves and Tierney just wanders out in a T-shirt and shorts. It, it, he's clearly, clearly very used to um, the chilly temperatures. Um, 
Rich, I know you have to leave us very, very shortly. So I just want to, just before you do, I just want to ask you for your game that you'll be looking at at the weekend, uh, if indeed there is one that you've got to focus on. Uh, it's funny you say that. There's quite a big, <laughs> there's quite a big game on uh, uh, on Friday night. Mm. Yes, uh, the Breton mm. derby, quite an important game. Uh, added importance due to the positioning of of both teams, um, but. Yeah, it was it was not a happy time for Wren in the reverse fixture fixture earlier in the season, um, but with not part of that sort of pack that are to just behind Wren in, in third spot, it will be a very very close game. Um, obviously, not coming off the back of a of a highly emotional game uh, at the weekend, um, there is emotion of a completely different kind uh, carrying with this game. It's always quite an atmosphere, not always fill out the um, their their sort of tiny little corner of, of Roson Park. So that's that's without a shadow of a doubt, and probably glaringly obvious for many uh, that that that's the game I'm going to be I'm going to be paying particular attention to because I think from a Ren perspective, it's important that we 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 sort of carry this momentum going. We've got that gap um, over fourth and the remainder. Um, that looks comfortable in the grand scheme of things when you look at how tight the rest of the table below is, but that will disappear very quickly. And mm. Renard uh, have a horrible habit for becoming inconsistent when it really matters. So really important game, bragging rights and all that nonsense. But from a Ren perspective, it's it's crucial that we uh, we get that win to open the gap further to a, to a rival uh, and someone closing us down, but to really um, continue our push for that third spot. Yeah. Although we all know, of course, that, uh, that, that Lorient are missing from the, the big derby. <laughs> I think um, what, what's odd is that looking at this week's um, round is that possibly the key match is going to be in the multiplex on Saturday because you've got Strasbourg versus Lille, which is 8th v 7th, is tucked away in there because I think um, possibly some TV stations took bets on other things that haven't panned out particularly mm. well. Um, so one of the games that's going to have the most riding on it in terms of position is actually going to be hidden away along with... Uh, the other games on Saturday evening, so yeah. that will be an interesting one to keep up, keep an eye out for. If you do get the multiplex, uh, Strasbourg v Lille should yeah. be an interesting one. Worth a look, absolutely. It, yeah. it might, it might be interesting. The the Dijon Nîmes Cup game was a five 0 romp for Dijon, <laughs> and I have a, a suspicion that Nîmes may have gone actually stuff this we've got other stuff to think about yeah. and maybe we'll think about the league and Dijon again I've got cup stuff to think about there as well so that might be something that develops over the next few rounds there as well as Dijon are going hmm I don't really want to take a knock I don't really yeah. want to do this and, and slip you know a few results might slip with that sort of thing there yeah was, they are know. it's the bottom of the table Toulouse are kind look cut off, Nîmes look cut off, Amiens look cut off. There's three points between each of them when you get up to Dijon. Mm. It wouldn't take 
you know, if we get a traditional six-pointer, um, mm. then that could start getting messy again. And, of course, 18th place goes into a playoff. So yeah. you're not necessarily down. But, yeah, we're looking Mets downwards. There's a gap to, um, above them. I so. do actually, I do want to bring Jez in on that. Just before I do, um, Rich, I will let you go because I know, I know you have okay. commitments, but thank you for joining us. And hopefully if you're free next week, we can talk all about um, Nant's fantastic victory of Ren. No, I'm, no, I'm going to be busy next week. <laughs> Rich isn't on next week, guys. You know the result. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, Rich. We'll, we'll speak to you again. Excellent. Thanks, guys. No worries. Uh, Jez, how are you feeling? Have you got... Is your bum making that kind of uh, noise occasionally at the moment? Or are you fairly comfortable? Because, as Phil alluded to there, St Etienne have had an alarming drop-off in form other than the win last weekend. Uh, or, sorry, no, four weekends ago, actually, wasn't it now? Because they've lost four on the bounce. Um, are you looking over your shoulder a bit, Jez? Mets 23 points in 16th. That's a two-point cushion over Dijon in 17th, who, as Phil mentioned, three points clear of Armion in 18th. So you... I think well, actually, it's before you say you're never comfortable, but are you sort of in a position where you, you think momentum is is there for Mets to build on? And I think this weekend is a home tie against Nettie, and it's quite a big game. Though. Well, to be honest, it's quite nice to to be able to look over our shoulders rather than look up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Like, I mean, we we are making ourselves a little bit more difficult to to beat. The problem is we just can't score goals. So. Um, actually, that that defeat against Rouen is our, the only defeat in the last one, two, three, four, five, five. matches. Yeah. We've had two draws and and two wins. And even earlier in the season, it hasn't been great football to watch. But we've sort of mostly been making ourselves difficult to beat, but keep shooting ourselves in the foot with one really early mistake, and then um, or one mistake at some point in the game, and then having to to kind of chase it. It looks at the moment like we, we've managed to cut some of those mistakes out. And then, as you know, the weekend, Ras, who, who have probably got the best defence in in, um, in Liga, um, may score a good goal in the, in the third minute. And then they do a, a Ras and sort of hold on for the next 87 minutes. And um, there was there's a mess correspondent who, after the match, said, "If if you Google um, mess and sitting deep, you'll break the internet." Um, <laughs> you know, that, if that's if that's how what we need to do to stay up, then then we'll do that. And um, we've had a we made a couple of decent signings in in the window. D- Dylan Bron looks really good in defence. Vincent Pajot, I, I don't rate. I've never have rated, but he he's looked good so far in in midfield. We're still alarmingly reliant on Diallo up front but if he stays fit if he keeps scoring if we stay mean at the back um we've we've got a fighting chance and um yes Saint-Étienne are in a bad run of form but they're still sort of one of the bigger clubs and also probably more importantly Saliba is back now and mm. you look at the stats of the last two years when he's in the team and when he's not it's it's stunning what it's a difference he makes to the team mm. so so that makes our job a little bit harder but I think for the next sort of um, month or so we've sort of got a free couple of free hits and the fact that we got those two wins in a row gives us a little bit of a cushion so we've got like Saint-Étienne, Montpellier, Bordeaux, Metz, Lyon coming up there's Nantes and Neon coming up. It's not really expected to get much from that. And then the following month, we've got Amiens, Nîmes, Toulouse, Brest. So that's where 
they're the important matches. They're the ones that Mess need to get points from. Um, anything maybe, before that is a very nice bonus. Yeah, kind of keeping keeping the spirits high throughout, in a sense, the difficult run to make sure that when you hit that series of <clears throat> sorry, more doable matches, you can take advantage. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a man management thing. Yeah. Feel, feel good factor is a little bit of an exaggeration and, and mess fans turn quite quickly, especially on, on the, the current coach. But there are, you know, Ukija is playing really well in goal at the moment. Matteo Udol at left back, who has had an, a horrific time. I can't even remember if it's two or three knee, lig- knee ligament injuries oh. in a row, like barely coming back in between and then, and then being off for months again. He's now finally sort of being able to stay fit and, and playing really well at left back. So um, it's not... There, there's 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 a few options there, and there's just a little bit more stability. And um, as I said, that no one's going to be expecting us to sort of be playing tiki taka or anything like that. But the priority, you know, we're, we're building a new stand, building um, and or improving the training grounds. We're sort of putting ourselves in a good place to to sort of push on. But the crucial thing is to be able to stay in league and to, to be able to do that. So however it needs to be done, that's that's what we need to do. Yeah, yeah, well said. Um, I'll just quickly run through the other fixtures for the weekend and I just want to finish on uh, just a little bit of transfer merry-go-round stuff just to draw a line and then uh, give John an opportunity to, to let us know about his website as well. The other fixtures we've got for the weekend coming up, uh, PSG Montpellier. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, we've got obviously Ren Nantes, is the Friday night game. Yeah, PSG Montpellier, I'm sure, Phil, you're um, really um, looking forward to that one. Or well, I, I'm, I think the best we can hope for is a stultifying single figures. kind of 1-0 <laughs> win after yeah. something goes in off somebody's arse in about the 77th minute. I fuck up. It well last time, to be fair, until it all fell apart towards the end. So, you know, <sighs> something to build it, off. But it was, it was 1-3 in the home fixture, wasn't it? So, yeah, and Montpellier led for a long period of time. But um, we shall yep. see. Uh, we shall see. We'll also see if Dijon can cut the mustard. I'm sorry, I had to do one this year as they entertain Brest. Um, I will save those jokes for another time. Neem face Marco. That's a, a pretty big one for both sides, you'd suspect. Well, that might just degenerate into a huge fight. So. Which is which is always good. I mean, you know, you love to see that. Um, Angers, Rams, I wouldn't imagine that will, but you, you just never know. Uh, Strasbourg, Leo, as, as John mentioned, I think that might be worth uh, worth a look as well. Yep. Two sides that play the right way, quote unquote. Um, Amiens, Toulouse, absolutely massive. Two, player, two teams that don't, frankly. No, so. Amiens have got to be looking to win that game, um, but it's yep. equally massive for Toulouse if they can get anything from that game. Uh, even away from home would be huge for them and then there's three pretty decent looking fixtures on Sunday I think I might be busy on Sunday you've got uh, Nice-Lyon is the two o'clock game um, you've got Metz Saint-Étienne as we mentioned before and then Bordeaux-Marseille uh, Marseille playing on a Sunday evening that's that's rare Very odd well happens. this is what well, so I nice, said about, nice about Leon TV, is the second it's TV nice schedule fucking up yeah <laughs> Nice-Lyon um, yeah one, the, other, the other game They've played each other quite recently, haven't they? Or did I imagine? They're playing. They're playing each other tomorrow. Oh, so of course, of course. Yeah, sorry. In fact, why? Why is this website <laughs> skipped that fixture? I have absolutely no idea. Probably because it's in a different competition, I would imagine. But yeah, different sides. I would have thought um, for for both fixtures. But 
Leon, I've um, segued nicely into our final segment, just a bit of transfer talk. Um, there's a lot of hype about Cherky, uh, isn't there, for, for Leon um, coming through, but just on the back of, of Leon splashing the cash to bring Toko Akambi back to Liga, which I thought was an interesting bit of business, formerly of Angers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's come back. There is talk that Edinson Cavani will be off to Atletico Madrid. Don't think anyone's hugely surprised by that, as Jazz mentioned. Nicardi's been in, in good form this year. I don't think that's a huge surprise. Um, talk today that Levin Kozawa's move to the Juventus is off, um, so I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, any other business that you've picked up on, guys? Anything that you've spotted in the uh, in the French transfer window this this particular period in time? Anything you've, you've seen, Jazz, at all? Well, there's a few. Um, Monaco and Lyon both seem to be trying to stockpile every midfielder in world football at the moment. Yeah, that's also um, true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lyon bringing in, it looks like, um, Bruno Guimaraes, and mm. they brought in another midfielder. Oh, they're, they're looking to bring in another Brazilian midfielder. Yeah. Um, uh, Monaco are, are bringing in Chouameni and Fofana um, from, yeah. uh, from Bordeaux and Strasbourg, so... So two really good young young talents. Mm, um, lot, yeah. There's Giroud still could end up. I mean, it, it wouldn't be, I don't think, the hugest surprise in the world if Giroud ended up at PSG. Actually, you know, um, that'd be interesting yeah. as a as a foil anywhere but Spurs because I've seen that link and that made me feel. Well, like... no, he clearly just likes his house. Well, so. yeah, <laughs> well, see, he could probably keep that. I I still think that. If he, you know, Brighton to London is a very doable <laughs> You've got Glenn Murray. Are we saying in 10 years he'll be playing for Tooting and Mitchum United? Oh, that, that really would be something, wouldn't it? If, yeah. I, I see what you mean, though, because if, if PSG let Cavani go, I mean, yes, you've got the fabulous three, but, you know, any injury to any of those, I mean, you are looking at Juba Mutic, I suppose. Yeah, they're not... They can't. You can't stockpile forever, he but if it's a short-term contract for six months, I mean, I can see... He wants see... to play. He wants to get... Well, that is... But then, surely the... surely he'll go to the Euros regardless. I mean, Deschamps loves him, and, and he is key to that setup. Even Yeah, but I think you'd have to play more than half an hour in the second half of the season to get that. Yeah, true, true. I'd, I'd like to see him come back to Ligue 1, sort of, almost like Lon Cachoni did, to a, a quote-unquote lesser club and, and get starts every well, week. Well, but... where did he start? You Indeed, know. could he come back to Montpellier? Could it be a... No, I'm not talking. Oh, about oh, us. oh, you're talking this like, what his very first club? Um, yeah, we could go back, but that might be a couple of years away. But yeah, you know, he just get himself a lovely little villa out there. And was it love? Where is he? I've gone completely. It's Grenoble. Oh, crying. No. See, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm now thinking. thinking. I'm, we're all now tapping. We're all frantically Googling it. If Slimani, if Slimani does leave Monaco... Yes, that... Grenoble, and then he was at Easter, and then he was at Tour. Ah, so, yeah, East, Grenoble is a lovely place, lovely part of the world. Sorry, if Slimani leaves Monaco, that... I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Monaco. Perfect foil for Ben Yedder as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. The the pieces will fall. Um, the other the other one that I did pick out, I noticed um, Luca Tussaro signed for for the Jürgen Klinsmann Revolution at Hertha Berlin. I thought that was an odd bit of business that for Leon. I appreciate it's good money and they've loaned him back, but it does strike me like Fakir obviously had gone and 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 Lacazette had gone. Awar is 
probably next prime to be picked off. I thought two star glowing was a bit of an odd one for me. Struck me as weird, but I saw a couple of uh, Lyon fans online saying, "Well, he he got a lot of hype last season, but hasn't didn't reach. Yeah, he's not he's not popular with Lyon fans. Yeah, no. And Janino pretty much at the start of the season more or less said that he wasn't keen on him because he's not technical enough. And I think mm. his form right at the very start of the season sort of. Um, kept him out of the firing line, but I don't. I don't think it's too surprising to see him leave. And and you see the other midfielders like Kakare's playing well. They've got Jean Lucas mm. there. They're bringing in at least one other midfielder. So yeah, um, yeah it's it, not too it, shocking. But I'm pleased he's he's at least staying till the end of the season. It yeah. feels a bit like um, some of those names you've just mentioned. Who Tarik uh, Tarik has been going on about for a while are finally ready. So he was. It was since he was fine while they were the the stars in the youth team, mm. but now they're making their way into the first team. It's like yeah, whatever. yeah, transition. So I, maybe this is the good time for all of that to work out. But he, he's a good player and he's yeah. technical. So. Whatever. I'm sure he'll have a fabulous time at Hertha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, when he ends up there, because apart from anything else, a fabulous stadium. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. And, and, and that's. Uh, and a really, really um, disturbing mascot. So. Yeah, uh, although nothing's as disturbing as the West Brom boiler. Um, although, oh, actually, funny no. enough. Oh, Partick, Partick Thistle had a very oh, odd one. Oh, I have yeah, a, I just going to say, you read my mind there. Uh, yeah, that was the one. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a story about the Dumbarton mascot, which I will bore people with some other time. So. <laughs> oh, I feel intrigued now. But yeah, I do remember there being a very random Partick mascot back in the day. I do remember that story coming out. Yeah, um, it freaks me out. But yeah, we we shall see. I mean, I think I think probably transfer wise, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll have a look at, at the final day business in next week's show. Because obviously, by then the window will be shut, and we'll know exactly where everyone is. But it's been uh, it's been sort of slowly picking up pace. It seems like everybody does deals at the end of the windows now. So there's a, there's well. also just been a couple of interesting transfers from France to England with. Yes. Um, each moving for on loan from from Dijon to Wolves, mm. which I find slightly strange. Firstly, I find it strange that he's not in the Dijon first team because I think he's a he's a really good young defensive midfielder. But I, I struggle to see that he'll he'll manage to make the the first team in Wolves. So I'm not sure how much game time he's going to get in the next six months. Mm. Um, Nuno da Costa has just, they've confirmed tonight, moved from Strasbourg to Nottingham Forest, which yeah. I think is I a pretty good deal for, for Nottingham Forest. It's only a couple of million, supposedly. It's undisclosed, but that's what they reckon. Um, and I think he's, he's just a very versatile attacking player who can probably won't start week in, week out, but I think he'll be sort of good off the bench. Um, and the other interesting one, obviously, is um, Jean-Kevin Augustin going to Italy. Yeah. yeah, under Bielsa. That does intrigue me. And apparently, re- re- rejected the advances of Manchester United as well, which, I mean, who wouldn't, let's be honest. But, um, yeah, that, that one intrigues me because I've often thought, I was reading uh, Julien Laurent's um, uh, piece about him on ESPN, and he, he's, he's always struck me as a guy who you just look at and you go, the, the tools are there. The raw material is there. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. And I, I do wonder if he comes into the championship and scores goals and gets leads into the Premier League, but it would be a perfect fit. It also feels like we've been saying that for quite a while. Yeah. I don't know how old he is. I still think he's 21 in my head. 
think he's well, he was in the he was in the France. I think he might no, now he's be younger. Isn't he's it? younger because he was in the France under-19 team that won the Euros with Mbappe because he finished top score. You're right. He's 20, right. 22. He's 23 in June. So, okay, no, yeah. that's better than... I just wondered, worried that he was one of those players where you've been thinking about him as a prospect for years and now hmm. he's actually 27. He came through, didn't he, at PSG quite young. So I, thought, yeah. I think it's probably why he's and been in the And then was smart like enough to get the hell out of there reasonably early. It, he's, he started well at Leipzig. But um, yeah. it's just Hell attitude problems, and he fell out with um, Ripoll and got dropped from the France under-21s as well. So there's clearly, oh, I think it's another one where it's more between the between the years than... Mm. than... He, he won't fall out with Bielsa, that's for sure, because he'll soon be on his way if he does. But, um, it was him and Jean-Christophe Barbeck, the two that I've always thought, you know. Yes. And, and Barbeck is still playing in Belgium, I believe, for memory. Or, or is it Holland? Holland it might be, actually. But... Um, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting um, seeing where these, these players move and where they all end up. But as I say, we'll shake that out um, on next week's show. Just before we leave you, um, John, I'd like to give you the floor to um, do a, bit, a little bit of self-promotion. Um, oh, dear. Where can people How long have we got? Where can people find you and, and your musings? Um. I, I, I'm being somebody who thinks that Balmong is still quite young, who might be keeping the young lad at Dijon out the side. Um, I I've, don't really have much. I don't Twitter or anything like that. Um, somebody was saying how they found their old iPod yesterday to my wife and I, and we both went, well, we've never heard of an iPod. But I've got a, a page on Facebook, um, Sports Writing John Mainland, where there are exclusive pictures of random small games. Um, most recently, a district tie, which had a lot riding on it between the two bottom of the league teams, neither with a win, which was quite good fun on Saturday night. Um, so there's stuff on there like that. And I may I may do the Dumbarton mascot story as a tease. Oh I can put that on there. Oh, we so. will definitely share that. Yeah. So no, I, just, I, will, just I will pop that on us. there. <laughs> we um, will, tag us in, we'll, we'll definitely share that. If you if you weren't there, you wouldn't believe it. Is your honour, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's really it from there. Um, and as far as far as I know, I'm still married, so I've got nothing else to publicise or offer. So, <laughs> well, I think what, what we'll probably try and do is is get you back on when the Crypto France sort of enters its final stages, maybe, and and just sort of see where where various things have shaken out. So um, we'll mm-hmm. certainly uh, keep you on our in our. Um, what were those things in the eighties that were like final faxes? What meant they got an office desk? Roller roller dicks. That's roller the dicks. There you go. Oh, There's one from the old school. Uh, <laughs> people will be googling that. Won't yeah, they? You know. yeah, they'll be like, who are these old people? That, um, that was that was Google for us. You know, yeah, it was like one step up from an address book. It was proper technology. Good times, good times. Um, but uh, yes, Wait, lads, you're making me feel old. Yeah, <laughs> about it. I just literally just turned thirty-seven a few days ago. I I feel like I'm 57, but still. Um, I, t- right. I teach adults um, English online, and I had uh, a student the other day whose parents were younger than me. Oh, God. So, yes. Yeah. Nothing makes you yeah. feel more. Yeah. That's so that just good. made you feel younger, didn't it? But yeah. not me. Yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> Um, just a bit of self-plugging for myself as well on behalf of the, the crew. We were, we're going to introduce our new segment tonight, but um, Rich was a bit pushed for time. So we will be bringing that back, uh, or we'll be starting, I should say, next week will be the plan. And we're going to call it, or I'm going to call it Triple F, which is French Football Future, um, which as we teased before Christmas, the idea really is we're just going to have a, a sort of a brief 
um, two to three minute chat about a, a future star, if you will, um, a young player who's up and coming in, in either Liga or Liga, probably more likely to be Liga, given the um, sort of exposure until we can get a Liga expert on. So we will be uh, talking about those players and what they offer. Um, if there is a particular player, if you follow a club that is less established, quote unquote, or you know, there's a particular player that you want to hear about, um, drop us a, a tweet or a DM or pigeon or whatever you want to do. We'll do our best to uh, compile a list, um, but we're going to sort of start with some of the, the, the big guns, if you will, um, just to get their names out there if they aren't already. So, yes, do get in touch. And, of course, if you've got any questions for us um, about French football or about roller decks or anything else, then please do. <laughs> Well, they'll be forwarded to me, I take it. Won't yeah, they? We'll, we'll just we'll just ping them your way. That's absolutely fine. Um, but yes, until then, um, just remains for me to thank my my usual regulars. Thank you to Phil and thank you to Jez. And thank you, thank you, and uh, thank you very much to John for coming on. A sterling debut, sir. Well done. And, thank you. Uh, you were yes, very gentle with me. Thank you. That's our pleasure, and we will indeed speak to you again. So uh, until then, uh, have a lovely rest of your week. Uh, as always, enjoy your French football, and we will be back in your ears at some point next week.